At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Hey, take the show with you anywhere. Also, don't forget um, uh, NASHFM1061.com, EricAsher.com. Uh, it's on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. We'll be joined by uh, Fox 8 Sports Director Juan Kincaid. He'll join us on the program this Thursday with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV at 1 p.m. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then the rebroadcast begins, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. On today's program, uh, we've got... Uh, We'll talk a lot about what's going on with the Saints, LSU, and Tulane. And, of course, LSU and Tulane coming off um, uh, their first weekend of the um, of the 2022 season. Manny Hudak is the uh, sideline reporter for the uh, Tulane Green Wave. She will join us at 435 this afternoon. We'll talk about the Wave's win over UMass. And then we'll finish up with Mike Scarborough at uh, 515. He'll be our last guest on, on today. And that will happen at... Um, at 5.15, and, of course, he'll talk LSU with us. And, of course, LSU losing 24-23 to in a heartbreaker in the Dome against Florida State. And I'm going to get into both uh, in this hour. And then we'll talk a lot about what's going on with the Saints in the, uh, in the final segment of the program as the Saints, again, taking on the Atlanta Falcons this week, uh, opening season game against the Falcons in Atlanta. And... Um, Looks like the team's going to be fairly healthy, so we'll see. I mean, that, I think that's a big part of what, what the, how this year is going to go. I think the Saints are very, very talented. Um, I think they, ha- I still believe they can win ten games. I think they can challenge Tampa Bay for the um, for the division championship. And I think when you get into a situation where uh, you're playing well and the momentum's going your way, and if you have a, a season where maybe again you're not dealing with and beset with injuries at one position, which has really crushed them over the last few years, right? I mean, just getting like offensive line last last year just got you know crushed. Quarterback position crushed. I mean, it's hard to win uh, when when again one particular position just gets loaded down with injuries, and you're going to, you know you're pulling guys off the street in some cases to be able to play for you. That's tough, no matter how good your roster is. But um, you know, I I really believe this is going to be a really good team. Now, look, we don't know who Dennis Allen is. We think we know who Dennis Allen is, but we don't know who Dennis Allen is. You know, and again, how this team is going to react not having Peyton on the sidelines, especially during games. Uh, Etc. But I mean, that's something that's going to be a work in progress here. Hopefully, again, even though he's been a kinder, a gentler uh, uh, version of a coach in this uh, in this uh, off season, leading into obviously uh, training camp, OTAs, etc. Uh, as this regular season starts, um, you know, we'll see how this kind of plays out with him. Uh, we don't know. Okay, we think we know, but we don't know. We don't. We won't know until again we get out there and we see what's going on in terms of the games. Uh, but I think a lot of my, a lot of us have high hopes that again, that that Oakland was a situation where he just didn't have a quality quality team, he didn't have a talented front office, and he had horrible ownership. Uh, he's got a again a talented front office here, he's got great ownership here, and again he inherits a team with a tremendous amount of talent. So we'll we'll see how that plays out going forward. But um, uh, I'm excited about about Saturday. I'm sorry Sunday with the Saints and. 
And, of course, Saturday, again, with the opportunity for Tulane to be able to take on Alcorn State and, and to make it 2-0. And then I'll shoot a rebound against Southern uh, after losing to uh, Florida State in the heartbreaker in the Dome uh, on Sunday. All right, let's, um, let's jump into it. And, and I want to talk about LSU first. Um, first of all, it's good to have football back again, number one, okay? Now, again, the, the results were, were mixed, but, but it's game one. I think everybody's got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. I think that, that's some of the things that, that the first thing I thought of. Look, did I expect to win? Yes, I did, okay? Do I think LSU is more talented than, than Florida State? Going in, I thought they might be more talented. I, th- I think that maybe, again, uh, Florida State having a game under its belt, beating New Kane in, in week one really kind of gave them a little bit of an edge here. Uh, maybe an edge that a lot of us didn't give Florida State uh, in playing uh, a, a game before uh, LSU got a chance to play a real game. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think this team has the potential to get better every week. And, and I think that's the way you got to approach this. But let me kind of say this, first of all. Um, can, can I say that, that, that some LSU fans out there have to chill out? I mean, really, honestly. I do not understand it. And, and, and maybe it's the age of social media. But the venom that was directed at Brian Kelly and the LSU football team after the loss to Florida State 24-23 to in the Dome on Sunday is, is embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I mean, social media ought to have a maturity rating, you know, like, like the movies do, right? Because the maturity level and the lack of class from some of the fans that are empowered because, they again, they get behind a screen, okay, uh, they're, but whether it's your – Laptop, whether again it's your iPad, whether it's your uh, your cell phone, it's sickening. I mean, it really is. I mean, individuals will say things on social media that they would never say to your face, okay? And some things that again that they'll hide behind these monikers on social media, and and in, in a lot of cases would never say those things in public because people would think again different of them. But give them a few cocktails, let them get a little high. And then all of a sudden, things don't go their way in terms of their team, and the venom comes out. Look, <laughs> Kelly's not a miracle worker. Okay, he's not. I mean, look, even Saban stumbled early in his tenure, both in Baton Rouge and in Alabama. You know, the greatest of all time stumbled when, it, when they walked into a situation where they didn't have a lot of talent. I mean, for those morons out there that, again, felt just empowered their opinion out there, and again, going on, on social media and, uh, and, and ripping Kelly, going on the social media platforms of the players and ripping them. I mean, come on. I mean, do you morons ha- hiding behind your social media handle forget the condition of the program was left in after Coach Ogeron got fired? I mean, did you forget? 39 scholarship players, okay? That's what Kelly had when he took over the job. Everyone had defected. He isn't even up to the 85-man scholarship limit. I'm not making excuses here. That's that's fact. That's fact. Where did you come from? You know? I mean, he had to put together a roster after convincing everyone not to jump ship. And then he had to hit the transfer portal late. And then he had to salvage the 2022 recruiting class late. New coaches, new scheme, new players. I mean, clueless LSU fan, again, quit drinking or getting high for a beat. And look at the reality of what the program is right now, today. They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. I mean, I think, I think some of you, again, really, honestly, I think some of you look at those kids in those LSU uniforms and the ex- expectation is excellence every time they get on the field. But you've got to crawl before you walk. 
Some LSU fans just don't get that. I mean, it's embarrassing. It really is. I mean, now, did I expect a better four-quarter four performance out of LSU? Absolutely. But again, I'll say it again. LSU, uh, Florida State had a game under their belts. I think it showed. First of all, LSU didn't tackle well. The offensive line at time was overmatched. Uh, and some of the stars didn't show up. Look, it doesn't help when the most disruptive player on your defense, the guy that was going to be the guy for you, right? Mason Smith goes out early with an injury. And now he's out for the season with a, with a, a torn ACL that's going to require surgery. It's a big loss for this team. I mean, he's one of the best players on the team. He's the best player on the defensive line. And you lost him. You lost him in game one. Look, I'm not taking up for the outfit LSU, but look, too many mistakes. I get it, okay? I get it. Too many mistakes. I actually thought there were more penalties than four for 45 because it just seemed like it was more mistake prone. Does the coaching and the game plan has to be better? No doubt about it. They got to be better going forward. They got to be more creative as well. I mean, it was very unimaginative in terms of the offense. Vanilla at times. It really was vanilla at times. I mean, coming off watching Tulane on Saturday to watching LSU on Sunday, I'm like, man, the differences in the offenses. It's not high-powered or imaginative like, we again, what we, 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 we've come to expect, especially with the talent that they have. But, again, maybe that was a byproduct of week one, you impatient LSU fans. But in order to get this offense productive, the staff has to take advantage of the speed at wide receiver. That's something they didn't do really until late in the game. I mean, when they went up-tempo early, they took advantage of it. And they took advantage of it in the 99-yard drive to try to tie the game. Now, some of that was the offensive line. Look, they struggled. They did. You know, Will Campbell's going to be a really good player, but at times he struggled. You look across that line, they struggled individually and collectively. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, go more up-tempo, and I think that probably plays into LSU's hands there. I thought they played much better going up-tempo. You know, Jaden Daniels, once he settled down, he moved the club. But again, in the beginning of the, of, the, of the game, I was frustrated too because he became a runner, okay? And a lot of that is because the offensive line didn't give him time. He became one-dimensional. Look, he has to run with the intention to pass, looking downfield, trying to get the ball to those wide receivers. As great as a runner he is, the playmakers are on the outside. Got to get the ball to the playmakers at wide receiver. So again, he's got to stay patient which he did, you saw down the line, right, down, down, especially that 99-yard drive, getting the ball to the playmakers. Look, he did that. Look, I was a little critical of him early. Again, he started off running, but again, he got better as the game went on, and that 99-yard drive, drive doesn't happen without him. Look, should Nussmeyer play some? Absolutely. Over the next, he should definitely play against Southern. Uh, you'll see how things go against Mississippi State. No, is it New Mexico State after that? Absolutely. If it was that close, he should get an opportunity to play. I get it. You know, Nussmeyer's the better passer. Maybe he's a guy, that, again, that when he's rolling out, he's looking to throw the ball downfield. Maybe it's a different set of, uh, a set of skill set. But you cannot knock what Daniels did on Saturday. All these individuals that, again, are, 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 are criticizing him. It was a work in progress for him as well. Once he settled down, you saw the threat of him to run. Defensive backs, again, had to be able to continue to peek into the backfield. And it gave uh, those, those again, very, very speedy wide receivers uh, maybe a little bit more room than what they were normally getting. But the kid didn't play a bad game. Come on. 
Now, I will be a little critical of, of, of Keishon Booty, who looked uninterested at times, okay? Look, I know there's been rumors he's going to sit out, you know, get ready for the NFL. Look, that's not happened as of yet, okay? But he's one of the best players on offense. He's got to show up for this team to be successful. So let's look. First, let's give credit to those wide receivers who played well. Jenkins, Thomas, Neighbors, and even, again, tight end Taylor, who we heard about all camp long, all played well. Taylor really, again, so smart at the end of the, at, at the, end of the game to try to get out of bounds to give his team a chance to be able to win the game. That's a freshman. You look at the trenches, both the offensive and defensive lines, there were moments. Okay, there were moments. The 99-yard drive was a thing of beauty, okay? When the offense seemed to go up-tempo, they seemed to move the ball. Look, I'll go back to it again. I think Mason Smith's going to be missed, man. There are some other guys, like there's some talent on that defensive line. It wasn't just Mason Smith. Those guys have to step up, and they got to play up to their talent level. Allie Gay has to just be smarter, man. You're one of the best players on the team. You, this team needs you. Targeting penalty right in front of the right in front of the ref. How do you think you're gonna get rid of that? I mean, almost like a ram putting your head down and then just you know using your horns to be able to knock him back under the chin. Come on, got to be smarter than that. You know, you cost your team now. You cost your team the second half of that game against Florida State, and you're out again the first half against Southern. And you can say, "What's well, the first half against Southern?" It is what it is. Got to be smarter than that. You also have a targeting penalty now on on on, on the tally. You got a whole season to go here. But both lines, again, needed live game action. You cannot simulate what happens in a game at practice. It's one of the things I'm going to interested to see what's going on with the Saints. And we talked about this before. With the NFL now, with the no-contact tra- training camps, you know, how are they going to be in the first few weeks? That's why, again, teams, again, you get these upsets early because, again, you're not live tackling because you're not getting hit. You're not hardening your body. The same can be said for the college game. I mean, Florida State was so much better because they had a game before LSU. If LSU would have had a cupcake before Florida State, I'd like to see how the game would have gone. But even with that said, it went all the way down to the last minute with 99-yard drive. They could have won the game or, again, tied the game to go into overtime. With everything that went wrong, they were right in at the end. Right in at the end. So let's see what's going to happen again on the 17th against Mississippi State before we start judging the offensive defensive lines. Because that's going to be the tail of the tape. Again, how can they stand up against SEC competition? Defensive line is supposed to be, again, uh, the, the, the strength of this team. And I still think they, they will be, even without, again, losing a superstar in Mason Smith. Can't, you cannot downplay the loss of this guy. Look, linebackers have to show up. Look, I know Penn had seven tackles again, but it was the safeties. Ward and Burns that led the Tigers in tackles. They were all over the place from the safety possession, or position. I thought the secondary held its own for the most part. I really did. And, again, I was one of my questions going in. You know, can they? Can they hold their own? But it was special teams that really killed the Tigers. You know, two muff punts. Well, look, I'll say this right now. First thing I thought was Superdome lights. Anybody that's been in the Dome, anybody, again, that, that knows anything about the Dome, again, for the decades of, again, watching games there, it's a little different for punt returners, okay? Neighbors' first time returning punts in a game uh, against the Florida State in the Dome, maybe, again, the Superdome lights threw him off. But then maybe he's not a punt returner. You know, just because a guy has, is a dynamic playmaker, he's got great speed, he's got great hands in terms of catching the football uh, as a wide receiver, doesn't make it, again, mean he can catch a punt under duress. That's a skill set. 
And only gonna, only time will tell again if he has that skill set. And again, maybe just chalk it off to inexperience. Dome lights. We'll see what happens. But the kicking game was horrible. We've been spoiled the last two kickers up, up in Baton Rouge. Missed a field goal, blocked field goal, an extra point that could have put the game into overtime. Unacceptable. Especially after, again, the team gives everything they got going 99 yards to tie the game, have an extra point blocked. Now, look, blame the kicker, blame, blame the line, whatever. It's unacceptable. They got to be better. You can't lose games again with, with again in the, in the kicking game. You can't be giving away games in the kicking game. That's basically what they did. Got to be better on special teams. Self-inflicted wounds. Self-inflicted mistakes cost LSU. But they're correctable mistakes. It's not the end of the world. These are all correctable mistakes, and I think Kelly said that in his press conference. This is a foundation year, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I said they can win eight games, and they still may be able to. But they've got to be lucky with injuries, and they've got to get better every week. And that's going to be the tail of the tape going forward. Can they get better week to week, considering where they started from? 39 scholarship players, late in the transfer portal, late in the 22 um, uh, recruiting, uh, recruiting um, um, uh, season. Come on. Be a little patient, huh? You know, drop the bottle for five minutes. Put the joint out in the ashtray. I mean, LSU fan is nuts. And again, to those so-called LSU fans that are calling for uh, firing Kelly after one game, talking about his, you know, his contract, huh. those that are adding the players and, 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 and the program with your venom on social media, get a life. You're an embarrassment, okay? Those kids never quit. They never left again. They left it all on the field. You can't see that? You can't see that? I'm embarrassed again for each and every one of you. Get a life. On the flip side, again, Tulane, I thought they were impressive. You know, 42-10 to 10 win over, over UMass. Uh, again, now, look, well, UMass is woeful, right? One game win last, last year. But, again, it does. for a Tulane team coming off last season with two wins, this is just what the program uh, needed, a winnable home opener. And you can see the growth, first of all, with Pratt, okay? Man, look, he was in command. He ran, but he ran smart. He threw the ball well. He got down on his runs. Um, and Tulane has some quality players at skill position. We talked about it in the offseason. Well, they showed it. Let me tell you, Spears will be playing on Sunday. You can book it right now, okay? He's the real deal. Lawrence Keyes, dude's got a burst. I mean, you can see it, man. There's a reason why he played at Notre Dame, okay? He's going to be special. Um, when you look at Jackson, playmaker. Not only can he catch the football, underrated as a wide receiver, but, again, uh, as a returner, come on. Uh, McDougal played well. Wyatt played well. Watts played well. I thought the wide receiver room, which I think is stacked, played really well. Throw Wallace in there. If anything, James was the, was the guy that I was waiting on, and he didn't really show. And I think he's the guy that's going to be playing in the NFL at the tight end position. And I thought the O-line, again, which was, again, much maligned, were able to handle UMass. I thought all three levels of defense played well, especially Williams, Clark, and Brooks, who were everywhere all game long. And I thought the kicking game, which is usually suspect, well, it's, it's an incomplete. Listen to this, folks. No punts, <laughs> no field goals, six for six for extra points. And let's say it right now, Keys and Jackson are going to be weapons at the returners, kick and punt returners. But I thought it was a great opening win for Willie Fritz and, and, and the entire team, especially after last year's two-win season. Now, look, there are mistakes that need to be cleaned up. There's no doubt about it. But this is a confidence booster that was really necessary for this program. 
Go out there, get a win, get a win at home under maybe again not ideal conditions. And then go into Alcorn State next week, pardon me, this week, with a little bit of momentum, okay? Now let me say this, because we've seen Tulane teams do this in the past, right? We've seen Tulane, Tulane teams, again, beat a team, or like they did against Oklahoma, hang with Oklahoma for three quarters, and then all of a sudden get the big head. All of a sudden, again, listening to the accolades, reading the accolades on social media, in the press, they get overconfident. Can't have that. I mean, that's got to show the growth of this team. We've seen this quite a few times with Tulane where they get on a little bit of a run, they just get a little bit overconfident. Think again, maybe they're a little bit better than they are. Take each game individually, one game at a time, and give your best effort. Look, Alcorn State on tap at Yeoman, 6 p.m. Saturday night. It's a winnable game. you got a chance, again, to go 2-0 and to start the season. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what I saw out of Tulane on Saturday night. The offense looked prolific. Uh, Pratt looks like he's taking another step. I think defensively right now, based on what we saw, again, they got some guys that can play. And uh, special teams, again, when you got two dynamic returners like you have with Keys and, 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 uh, and Jackson, you're going to have a chance to be able to flip the field. So we'll see how things go. You know, Willie Fritz flipped his, um, his coaching staff. And, of course, um, again, it paid dividends on, on, on Saturday. I like Swoboda's offense. I really like the way, the way it went. And, look, they, did, they, they were able to get, go deep into the roster. Guys got a lot of playing. Guys got playing time. That's only going to bode well for, again, the rest of the season. Got a chance to see Ibietta. Uh, so we'll see how this kind of plays out. Hey, one more note before we, uh, we head to break. Really good news for the Saints. Trevor Penning's surgery was a success. He's expected back now in early November. So that, that is really good news. Thought he might be lost for the entire season. Uh, again, look, it's going to hurt him in terms of, again, his progress, his maturation progress. He was getting better. You saw it from week one to week two. Uh, you saw him, again, better in pass, in pass protection. He is a absolute mauler when it comes to run blocking. But if you can get him into the – and if you can stay healthy at the left tackle position, with Hurst all season long, and you can get him back in November and just let him play, again, the tackle-eligible position uh, and let him, get his, get, let him get, get his feet wet there, use his physicality in terms of a run blocker, and, and you know that would be huge for this team down the stretch. Huge for this team down the stretch. But, again, it's the, the news is so much better now with Penning. Uh, not gonna, not be out, he's on IR, but he's not going to be out the rest of the, the whole season. He will be back possibly in early November. Good news for the Saints. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system, hey, it breaks down on you. Uh, look, it's tough, man, okay? There's a lot of companies out there, but how many of them can you trust? I know one you can trust for sure because, again, I've had 30 years of, of a relationship with this company, and that's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Never gouge you, never, never cheat you. Uh, Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. And, of course, authorized to be able to service all brands. Looking for a new system for your home or your business? They are the experts in installing air conditioning systems, and they have an authorization to build some of the top brands in the industry. Before you sign that contract with anybody else, uh, reach out to my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you have a problem with your AC system, Burkhardt's the way to go. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. They got you covered even after our service. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. 
Hudak.com. Coming up next, Maddie Hudak is the sideline reporter for the uh, Tulane Green Wave. She's up next. We'll talk to her about the Greenies, possibly against Yeltsin Rice for Saints Wire. Maybe we'll fit a, a few Saints questions there as well. And then, of course, at 5.15, it'll be Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. I'm your host, Derek Asher. Hope you had a great uh, holiday weekend. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket polyfolders are just 50 cents each. Offer ends 910, limit 30. This year, go forward to school with Staples, the working and learning store. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays solid on 10 westbound right at Clearview. In the meantime, look out for delays that are solid on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to Canal. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also in the meantime, look out for accidents or liens at North Carrollton. Also South Carrollton at banks and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric. 
17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Viet Insurance. It's time for an insurance checkup, especially again as we've been spared so far. And I'm knocking all over wood here. Uh, of any storms thus far. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, you still have time. Get out there and, again, have your insurance checked out to make sure you got the proper insurance uh, for this um, uh, hurricane season. Uh, if you're looking for a company you can trust with an uh, agent that's got you back, uh, it's Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, 504-556-0809. dot com is the uh, website. And, of course, Dave will sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're, again, you're, um, what you're looking for in terms of insurance. He'll go through your insurance with you. And, of course, if you're looking for a company that's got you back, again, after, again, the storm happens and you need help answering the phone, or, again, maybe you're a contractor and you, and you kind of need, need to get that, um, uh, that insurance certificate to be able to start a job, it's all about customer service. It's all about, again, taking care of the customers going beyond, above and beyond with Dave Miet Insurance. That's Dave Miet Insurance, 504-556-0809. You want to save, call Dave at 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. All right, big weekend for the Green Wave uh, with a huge win over, over UMass. Uh, again, uh, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. I, I was just so impressed with, again, the game plan. I liked the way the offense w- uh, looked. I thought Pratt really, again, stepped. Uh, you could see a year of maturity there. They've got some weapons on this team. You could see that. And uh, I'm excited about the upcoming season. Now, look, UMass is not a very good team, but it was a great tune-up for, for the Greenies going into, um, into this season. And uh, someone who had a bird's-eye view of everything that's going on. Again, uh, Maddie Hudak joins us. She is the Tulane sideline reporter, also writes about the New Orleans Saints for Saints Wire. Maddie, welcome to the show. You with us, Maddie? Rudy? All right, again, uh, Tulane, 42-10. to 10. Over um, over UMass, and uh, as I mentioned in in the uh, first segment, I was really impressed with again from the game plan all the way down to again the uh, uh, the, the players, especially again the 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 those that are on the, um, uh, the the as far as the skill position guys, and and I thought the defense played pretty well as well. Manny Hudak joins us on the program now. Manny, how are you? Hey, I'm sorry, my uh, face muted the call, so <laughs> oh no problem. I'm not doing great. <laughs> Now, from your from your vantage point, uh, what did you think about about Saturday's performance against UMass? I agreed with what you said. I thought it was you know a convincing win given kind of the field conditions. You know, it pretty much torrentially downpoured about three hours prior to kickoff, and while the drainage on the field was impressive for what it was, you know, you could still tell that they were a little soggy and bogged down, and they didn't have any film on UMass. You know, it's the first game of the season with thirty eight new players and a new head coach, uh, it's kind of hard to scout. So I think a lot of that took place in the first half, and you could kind of see how much more 
convincing both sides of the ball were. I thought that coverage looked really strong, and I agreed with what you said. I thought Pratt had a very commanding presence back there. Yeah, I was wondering a little bit about the secondary. Uh, now, again, look, uh, UMass is UMass, and and, and like uh, again, I think that we look at this week, um, uh, this week and last week. I think these are tune-up games, obviously for going forward. Uh, but with that said, um, I, I really there were there were certain just aspects of, of of the of the team that I really was impressed with. First of all, I thought the secondary played very very well. You look at again, just go back and look at the final tackles, and again the secondary again kind of leading the way there. Uh, you look at at, at the at the talent at the skill positions. And, Manny, we talked about that, and, and we thought that, again, they had some dynamic players there. Boy, they really showed they did. Yeah, you talk about skill positions in both cornerback and wide receiver. Uh, you know, Larry Brooks, Jaden Kennedy, Macon Clark, Lance Robinson, those guys really came on strong the second half of last season, and some of them are playing new positions this year. You have Macon Clark, who, you know, kind of stole the show for a while with some of those tackles you described. I kept mentioning their run defense. That's really kind of a luxury to have in your secondary. Uh, but he did really well covering a tight end that was a lot larger than he was in the slot. And pretty sure it was the first or second attempted pass by UMass that he intercepted. Uh, then you have Lummy Young coming in from Duke, uh, where Chris Hampton, our defensive coordinator, used to be. And him at free safety, they really just have such an improvement, I think, in, in both the players there and also Jarius Monroe, who was a Louisiana Tech transfer. Uh, he also had an interception on Saturday night. And then, you know, I think we talked about Lawrence Keyes and Day-Day McDougal, those wide receiver additions on the other side of the ball, uh, and, and they were both really involved in the game plan. I think Lawrence Keyes just really adds a level of dynam- dynamism both to the offense and, uh, you know, in the kickoff return game as well. Yeah, I, I was re- his burst. I was just so impressed with it, uh, and and you saw it. Uh, you know, Jawan Johnson, a guy that can, can that can return punts for you, but also uh, can catch the football as as a wide receiver. And I thought uh, down the line, the receivers really impressed. But to me, the most impressive guy on on the field outside of maybe Pratt is Tajay Spears, and, and he is going to be playing on Sunday, and you could see it again uh, at times, man among boys, in terms of, again, his skill set, his speed, his, his again, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, ability to be able to uh, to, to um, make guys miss. I mean, just very, very impressive, you know, coming off that injury, what, a, a year ago now, what? Yeah, it was a, a torn ACL, uh, like you said, just about a year ago, and it was uh, the season opener, in addition to the you know season finale of last season, where he rushed for I think 264 yards or something, where he moved into you know the Tulane number four overall uh, rushing in a single game, and the top three are all held by Matt Forte, so it's not bad company up there at the top. Uh, and then he just showed off how efficient he can be. You know, I I only think he had you know 10 or so carries and three touchdowns and all of that. And he was someone that kind of mentioned that he felt like he could have. He wants to kind of working on breaking through those tackles, but just, again, that's where I have to point to the field conditions being a factor there. But then you add on, you know, Cam Carroll, Shoddy Clayton, and Iverson Celestine all back there. And that's a four-headed running attack with, you know, a mobile quarterback in Pratt who looks a lot healthier and sharper this year to me as well, just in the run game too. What did you think about the offense? Really, the first time we got a chance to see it. You've seen a little bit of it in practice. Uh, but what did you think about the offense overall? They were all working in concert, and that's something that you really didn't see last year. I wanted to shout out the offensive line. Michael Pratt had time to go through all of his reads and then look back to the other side of the field again several times. Uh, He was able to kind of take off in those holes that the offensive line provided for him. The receivers, 
are getting open this year. And last year, there were a lot of dropped catches. That's not really something that you see happening at this point. I think they all really understand their role. And Pratt has pointed it out. You know, they, they point to it as a simple offense, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that just in terms of fundamentals, getting down run blocking versus pass protection, I think the run blocking could improve a little, but the pass protection was so much better than last year. And then, you know, it wasn't like they were making super complicated route combinations or anything like that. Uh, and that's something we might also see until they play Kansas State. But, you know, going forward on fourth down and converting multiple times and everyone just looking confident and really ready to set the tone for, I think, a dominant season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and, and going to Pratt, you saw him going through his progressions, patient. Uh, ran when he had to, got down or got out of bounds, something that he hadn't done in the past. You just see the growth of him as a I – mean, I mean, I can see it almost immediately. You see the growth of him as a quarterback. Absolutely. And I thought also he added a lot of touch on kind of those shorter intermediate passes, and that was even more so impressive when, again, you could just tell how wet everything was. But coming from a baseball background, sometimes, you know, getting that touch on the ball is a little difficult. But – He's been working on it in camp and had been working on that deep shot that he pulled off multiple times in camp and I thought was a lot more decisive when he did take off. And like you said, he managed to slide this year. I thought that he had all around, you know, growth in almost every aspect of his game. And, you know, that's just week one. So I really am excited to see, you know, what their week two jump is going to look like. Yeah, I agree. Matty Hudak is with us. She's the uh, Tulane sideline reporter, also writes about the Saints on Saints Wire. Uh, Matty, you, you look at this team and you look at, again, just week one, week two, and I'm sure that they're going to stack uh, um, uh, the playbook as they go forward. So we'll start to see more maybe of a dynamic offense, as you mentioned, with Kansas State and further on down the line. They're not going to show a lot right now. Uh, but on, def- on the defensive side of the ball, talk about the, fir- we, the secondary. I agree with you 100%. Talk about the first two levels of the defense, though. Yeah, so we did kind of get a last-minute injury to who would have been the starting nose tackle, Adonis Freelu, on the Wednesday prior to the opener. He's out indefinitely at this point. He had about 30 pounds on the closest backup. So I think where, you know, they also, I'm not sure if, they, they released five quarterbacks on the UMass depth chart. They ended up playing two of them. And I think the amount of times their quarterback took off, came off, as somewhat of a surprise, and then you have the extra blocker back there and the running back. So I think that's where they kind of found some, you know, first uh, half success at least. And so trying to kind of make up for that size, uh, you kind of saw it in their game plan on Saturday night, having Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson in the linebacking group set the edge. And, and you know, they, they play a package with four linebackers. And so then they had Corey Platt and Jesus Machado. And Platt had the third interception of the night, you know, playing in their roles while they're helping set the edge and contain the run. I think it'll just have to kind of take some adjustments and, and depending on the game plan, but just kind of those basic things too, like getting run fits down and, and gap integrity and making sure that's all sound. I know that's something that coach Fritz said that they wanted to work on this week. And I think that the coaching staff has just improved on such a across the board level this year. You can really see that starting all the way back in spring camp, how much attention has been paid to fundamentals. So I think that it's something that they'll be able to adjust, but, it's really helpful when you have two hard-hitting linebackers in Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson to kind of plug the gaps. Yeah, I would agree. Now, let me say this: I um, for for a, a game one tackling the uh, tackling, I thought was pretty good. Which again, considering again, you talk about the field conditions, everything else that went on, I thought they they tackled pretty well. That was something that stood out to you know us on the broadcast crew as well. The amount of plays last year that 
the team kind of had them, and then the player slipped out of a tackle, and what would have been a five-yard play turned into a 37-yard gain. And that kind of gets demoralizing, um, especially when you see that the talent's there and the play recognition is there. And that was something that I agree. You know, there were a lot of plays on Saturday night that had they broke through that initial tackle, they kind of had open free space in front of them. But that's where, again, going back to the fundamentals, I think that would really have been instilled in camp, and I don't think the three turnovers were, you know, a coincidence either. They've been working so much on turnover and takeaway drills in so many different ways, and it's really just been impressive to see kind of, you know, what we've been seeing in camp almost immediately translate, especially after not really seeing anything come together last year at all. I'd like to say we know about the kicking game, but we don't. I mean, six for six for extra points, didn't kick a field goal, and certainly did not punt throughout the game. Uh, again, we, we talked about Keys and, and, and Jackson. Both guys are going to be dynamic in terms of flipping the field in, uh, in the return game. Uh, but, again, the jury's still out on, on the kickers right now. Yeah, so our, um, we lost Ryan Wright, who I think will be punting on NFL Sundays and in week five against the Saints with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, mm-hmm. But our, you know, our uh, kicker last year who kicked four onside kicks, uh, Casey Glover, he'll be taking over punts, uh, and you know, he has the ability to be consistent in that aspect. Uh, the starting kicker, Valentino Ambrosio, he has uh, you know, a quad injury and is on a week-by-week basis. So Christian Esnard got the start, and... He, you know, yeah, he hit all of them. Uh, there are situations where they could have went for a field goal, but, you know, going off the book, it kind of made, you know, it, it, there was a higher chance of converting on fourth down in a lot of those situations. Uh, but I thought it was impressive, again, condi- given the field conditions. He was four for four in camp this morning, which is good to see kind of continued consistency from there. So I think if he's able to remain Esnard, you know, consistent in week two, that should give the team a lot of confidence going into week three. If Ambrosio isn't good, that Esnard can, you know, be that kind of consistent kicker. You'd like to clean the penalties up a little bit. Six penalties for 50 yards. Your game one, uh, maybe you give him a little bit of pass there. But I think Willie Fritz had to be really satisfied with what he saw out of his team in game one. Oh, absolutely. I don't even think there were any defensive penalties. You made mention of that. Uh, and, you know, as Michael Pratt has brought up how they kind of try to switch off between having quick drives that are audibles versus kind of reading off the, you know, the sheet on their arm and switching up the way that they call plays. Then you add on, a, you know, quite a few new offensive line members, a lot of new wide receivers and a new game plan. And you can see the false starts kind of happen on the offensive side in game mm-hmm. one. That'll definitely be something to clean up in week two, because again, when you look at week three, those types of penalties can be kind of the difference maker against a team like Kansas state. Yep, definitely agree. Let's. Uh, well, I got you here. I want to grab. Uh, I want to grab you one second to talk about the uh, the, the the Saints. You write for the Saints Wire about, about the black and gold. Your thoughts about Ellis, about the Saints going into uh, into Week One against Atlanta in Atlanta. I never love uh, when the Saints have to play the Atlanta Falcons because that's the thing with the division rivals, right? They could win three games that year, but they'll hold you to it uh, no matter kind of how they're performing against other competition. And I. I've seen that happen several seasons where the Saints get one game and the Falcons get the other game, and vice versa. Uh, I think the Falcons have a lot more question marks on their team, though, than they have in a while. This is the first year that they won't have Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan got you know, necessarily enough credit at times with what he was able to do back there. And there were games where I think it was the first matchup of last season. He kind of just took over. Um, but you know, by the end and that second matchup, 
kind of the issues from the first game in Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts, the Saints kind of figured out how to contain. So I think they'll kind of build more on that momentum going into this game. It'll be a really good test for the pass rush, I think, especially because Marcus Mariota is a more mobile quarterback. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan wasn't really one at all, but Mm -hmm. Mariota will definitely know how to use his legs. And that's always my question mark with the Saints defense is their ability to contain mobile quarterbacks. So I think if they're able to kind of figure out how to get to him, I think they have the secondary to be able to cover for perhaps that second longer. And I'll be very curious to kind of finally see this offense back again under Jameis Winston in that starting role. Yeah, looking forward to the start of the Saints season to see again how they look again against Atlanta. The start of the Dennis Allen see, uh, Dennis Allen um, yeah. uh, tenure in New Orleans. How much different do you think it'll be game day between Allen and Peyton? And now that again the season starts, I'm sure there'll be kind of nuances that we might not be totally aware of. But you know, Dennis Allen being in the building for so long with Sean Payton, you know, starting on that Katrina staff in '06 and then coming back in 2015. Just in the same way that training camp, you know, things felt different, but the same at the same time, it's kind of hard to describe. And I feel like it'll kind of feel that same way where he brings his own things to the table. But it's kind of a luxury how much feeling of continuance, despite the turnover at the, you know, at quarterback and at head coach for the Saints. And that usually dooms teams for five to 10 years. But I think there is a lot of sense of normalcy with Dennis Allen. And I'll be curious to kind of see how the identity of the team does form under him. Yeah, as, as will I. Matty, thanks for the time. Thanks for the expertise. Again, from your bird's eye view on, on the sidelines uh, with, with the wave, um, if you would, tell folks again how they can uh, follow you on social media and what you got coming up for us on Saints Wire and, of course, where they can catch uh, all, all the wave games as well. Of course, yeah. I write on you know USA Today Saints Wire. Usually link my articles on Twitter, which is at MattyHudak underscore 94. So it's usually a good hub to find me. And then if you want to listen to the Green Wave take on Alcorn State this weekend on Saturday at 6 p.m., we are on 104.1 The Spot with pregame coverage starting at 5 p.m. Beautiful. Thanks for your time today. Great job as always. Look forward to having you back soon. Thanks for having me. Roll Wave. Always. There you go. Grow wave. Hey, right there. All right. Um, Matty Hudat, again, a uh, two-lane sideline reporter, and uh, does a great job. And, of course, uh, uh, look forward to having her on the program a lot uh, this season, talking about the wave. All right. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Uh, again, it doesn't matter where you live. If your AC breaks down, they are there quickly for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Coming in to do the work. Okay, not coming there with a van that doesn't have the parts you need, okay? Uh, they're coming there to get get you up and running. Uh, again, Nate certified technicians doing only the work that's necessary and uh, truly a company you can trust. If you're in the market for a new system, give Burkhardt a chance. Let them come out and give you a price. Again, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. 
Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10 better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Looking for more customers? Running Boards Marketing is the leader in effective and affordable advertising on digital mobile billboard trucks. Just like this radio ad, digital mobile billboards will enhance your existing advertising efforts, making any marketing campaign more efficient and effective. Your brand message will be hard to ignore and highly impactful, with rates starting as low as $2.97 per month. Learn more by visiting runningboardsmarketing.com today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com and allow us to drive your message to where the people are. So in life, throws you uh-ohs. Just say, better get Mako. Go to mako.com for an online estimate today. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861 76 6-3. All right, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972, your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Folks, they offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none, and they will fit, again, no matter your budget, no matter, again, what you're looking for, what you drive. 
You can also, again, um, order those tires online at southerntire.com. Uh, they'll have them ready for you when you head over to the shop. Uh, keep your engine uh, rolling. Keep your car on the road. ASC certified technicians with the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. You get that at Southern Tire here at Hickory and Airline. Remember, financing is also available at Hickory and Airline and Metairie. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks to Matty Hudak for joining us. Uh, we'll have Mike Scarborough on hour number two. We'll be right back. You can be the Broadcasting from Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim.
the truth. You can't handle the truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. New Orleans, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, on your radio dial. Eric Asher with you each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Also, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on our all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Or you can just go to the Anchor app and check them all out. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Hey, thanks to Maddie Hudat for joining us on the uh, program in hour number one. Uh, she is the Tulane sideline reporter and uh, does a great job covering Tulane and also the Saints. Very opinionated, knows her stuff. Uh, wanna, and she's going to be a big part of our program going forward. Uh, really enjoy having her on the show. Uh, also, again, coming up in just a couple of minutes, it's going to be Mike Scarborough. He'll give us his postmortem on the LSU loss, 24 to 23, against uh, Florida State. I went into it extensively in the first uh, half hour of the program. If you want to go back and check it out on our uh, podcast, uh, both uh, Tulane and also LSU jumped into both of um, of their games over the weekend. Of course, uh, uh, Tulane with a, with a win over UMass. Uh, they got Alcorn State on Saturday. Uh, a again heartbreaking loss to uh, Florida State, 24 to 23, uh, in um, uh, in the dome on uh, Sunday with the uh, Tigers, and uh, they'll take on Southern uh, in in Tiger Stadium. That's gonna be a big big game in Baton Rouge. Southern coming across uh, and and joining uh, LSU in Tiger Stadium. Um, look, I talked about it with Glenn Gilbert last week on on the on the the, uh, the TV show. This goes back to Skip Bertman. And Bertman wanting to play everyone in the state. And he did that in baseball. When he was athletic director, he made it happen in football and basketball. And I've said this all along. Why give the money, uh, again, to, for, for these, for these, uh, you know, these out-of-conference games to out-of-state out schools 
when the money can go into those and stay in the state, go with those schools, those kids get a chance to play in Tiger Stadium. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just a win-win-win all the way around. And I've always felt that way. You know, I still wish that Tulane and LSU played on, on a yearly basis. I uh, would love to have seen that that that, that continue. You know, you say, well, it's not a rivalry. It, it is what it is, okay? Uh, but I'd still like to see them back on the schedule uh, in all sports. And, and I've said it before, UNO, Tulane, LSU ought to be playing all the time. Throwing, they're throwing Southeastern and some of the other schools uh, around, around the state. Uh, it's always good, especially, again, midweek games when it comes to uh, basketball or, or, or football or baseball and, of course, you know, the, uh, uh, the out-of-conference games in, in football. Let's get some state schools on, on the schedule. I'm always for that. Um, we do want to say one thing before we, we move on to, to my Scarborough. Uh, Serena Williams uh, losing uh, this week uh, at the, this weekend at the Open and, uh, just an incredible career, just a legendary career, one of the greatest of all time, if not the. And it's just incredible to watch her and her sister Venus just kind of grow up right in front of us on the tennis courts. Those of us that have has had the, uh, the the opportunity to watch them again from when they first got on the circuit all all the way now until now, and just again so many great uh, matches, so many so many great moments uh, with, with with both the sisters, and um, you know uh, just. Uh, an amazing end to a career. We wish I wish she could have made it to the finals and won the Open and gone out as a champ. But you know it is what it is. Uh, but again, just uh, like I said, it, it, if not the greatest of all time, uh, definitely in the conversation. There's no doubt about it. Definitely in the conversation. And uh, uh, you know when when it's all said and done, and we expect that soon, uh, we she will be missed as well as her sister, her sister Venus, uh, and the impact that they had on tennis, not just, again, for the, just the average watcher of tennis, right, uh, the viewer of tennis, but, again, for those in the, in the minority community who, again, saw, again, the, uh, uh, the success that the, the Williams sisters had and, of course, again, maybe uh, pushed them in, into going out and trying the game of tennis. And, and it's always good when you can expand uh, any game. Uh, when it when it comes to uh, the ability to be able to have people of uh, of again uh, of all races nationalities having the opportunity to go in and excel, uh, it's always good for the game, and they were great for the game and continue to be great for the game of tennis, no doubt about it. I don't talk a lot of tennis on this on this program. If Holder was here right now, he'd be going off. That's his sport, okay. But um, I um, again, uh, I just thought it needed to be said because. Just again, a legendary player, uh, and in, in terms of Serena Williams, and of course Venus, not bad as well. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, and there's still time. That's the other thing about this. You know, this time last year, uh, when you were looking for a generator, you couldn't find them because uh, the supply chain had them all backed up. Well, one thing the Burkharts did was, as soon as they became available, uh, they bought a bunch, and I mean they've got them in their warehouse in Mandeville. And they're ready to be installed in your home or your business. And at Burkhardt, they make it so easy for you. They handle everything, the entire process, from planning to permits to inspections. And there are multiple inspections you have to have. And their guys are here for each, or are there for each and every one of those inspections, uh, including again the new install quality check after one month, where they come out and make sure you know how to operate the system. At Burkhardt, financing is available for that generator. You can pay it over over time with low monthly notes. The new install quality check after one month, which again they were just out last week to be able to inspect our uh, our system, show us how, how to operate it. 24-7, 365 emergency service. 
All, 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 and, of course, that, that comes with, again, uh, with the weather kind of dying down and it's safe for the guys to get out there. But it's safe they're out there to get you up and running. And, of course, the single-day install, which is, again, part of what they do for you. Uh, when they put you on the calendar for a single-day install, you get a single-day install from, from my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for generators, it's generator sales and service. That's Burkhardt's business. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, Mike Scarborough covers uh, the LSU Tigers for Tiger Bait. And uh, a lot of folks back in the day would, would go to Tiger Bait because, again, they wanted to check out what's going on recruiting. They wanted Mike's thoughts on what was happening with the Tigers, but also they had an incredible message board, right? Uh, but it's so much more than that now. Uh, yes, the message, message boards are still there, and they're still thriving. Mike still does an incredible job covering prep sports. Nobody has more cameras on, on, on prep sports in this, in this state than Mike does on a, night, on, on, on a Friday, Saturday night, even in the Thursdays. There's preps playing. One of his top players are playing. He's out there. He's filming it. And he's giving, again, you a bird's eye view on what's happening, again, with the young players that are coming up that may be possibly future Tigers. And then now the YouTube channel has exploded Absolutely exploded. And Mike, again, taking, it, uh, uh, taking the digital platform by storm. He is a, uh, a weekly contributor to our program. We're glad to have him. Mike Scarborough, TigerBeat.com, joins us on the program. Mike, how are you, bud? Hey, glad to be with you. Good. Very good. Mike, let's start off with, again, um, you just give me, your, uh, give me your synopsis of the game, your thoughts, and then we'll get into some in- individual questions. Well, obviously – you know, one of the concerns we had in the off seasons were defensive backs and coach Kelly weeks ago seemed to be very confident in what he had. I think there's obviously still questions there. Uh, the offensive line is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, certainly the right in the right side of the line, uh, especially, I really like the way Jaden Daniels performed. Uh, anybody that's been out there saying that uh, Nussmeyer should have been put in the game, I think they're absolutely wrong. Um, now, would I like for him to look to throw it downfield a bit more when he's flushed out of the pocket and running versus uh, getting flushed out and immediately go- becoming a running back? Yes, I would. But I think he did a much better job of that in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, very little running game. Uh, receivers are obviously aggravated. Um, so they, and special teams was an absolute disaster, uh, which is something we have not seen at LSU. Um, I don't know if we've seen that disastrous of special teams since the 90s. Yeah, it was pretty bad on special teams. There's no doubt about it. Um, I do want to ask, because um, you deal with it all the time, Mike. You got a message board. I mean, Mike, Mike, they up your phone. They're lighting up uh, again the message boards. I just again, I don't understand the lack of patience by the LSU fan, and not understanding where this program was at, uh, at the end of the Ogeron tenure to now. And, and I know some people are saying, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, patience, patience. Thirty-nine scholarship players to start this thing off, right? Uh, you know, you and I have talked about it all off season long. Late on the transfer portal, late on the 2022 class, trying to build that 2023 class up right now. Uh, I don't know what the expectations were in, in, in terms of, again, that they were supposed to come out and just be dynamite. Uh, not playing a game with, with again, the, 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 the um, Seminoles playing the week before. I think that helped them. I think it gave them a little bit of an edge there that maybe a lot of us discounted. But with that said, uh, I was proud the way they played down the stretch. They didn't quit. And, and I thought they got better as the game went on. 
I do too, and and I think you know is there is there a good chance that six weeks from now you're saying boy that they've come a long way since the week one, and a whole lot of uh, us always being reminded not to draw concrete concrete conclusions uh, after one game uh, every week that uh, every year that seems to bite a lot of uh, pundits. Um, and so I, I want to see how this plays out. Uh, I want to see who they move in it in different spots um, and, and, and what, what solutions they have. There's some very smart and effective coaches on Kelly's staff. So, um, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, what I thought going into the season was what you really want is the team to play to the best of their abilities, not make silly mistakes. And if they lose football games, they lose football games because they don't have as many uh, uber-talented or difference-maker athletes than the other team that they lost to. And so hopefully that's where LSU gets to at this point. But uh, Sunday night was uh, missed assignments, Yep. Um, just a whole lot of issues, some of it being first game like you alluded to. but um, And then, you know, and then after we, we brag about what an August Kelly and the staff had with coming out of there with so few injuries, and then in pregame warm-up, I see Quincy Wiggins wearing a boot, which, by right. the way, which by the way, when I left campus today, um, when I left the, the Lawton room after Kelly, here, here comes Quincy Wiggins on the sidewalk in my, towards me in my direction as he's heading to the quadrangle for class, and he says uh, – his uh, foot ankle is uh, is feeling a lot better, and he thinks he might play this weekend. So yeah, that's good news. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how that uh, plans out because now that Mason Smith is gone, um, you know they're gonna they're, they need they need all those guys that they can rotate in uh, as possible. Uh, not that he's in that position, but but you want every as many of those guys back. The Fouché academic deal, we didn't know anything about that until Wilson Alexander uh, busted that news out a few hours before mm-hmm. kickoff. Um, so, um, and then you got the whole, uh, Kayshawn Butte thing, which, um, uh, you know, I, if that continues, uh, if I'm Brian Kelly at some point, if that continues, um, I start dismiss, dismissing people from the team. I'm, I'm with you on, on the Kayshawn Booty deal. I mean, he looked uh, uninterested at times, uh, didn't run his routes out. Um, I mean, uh, and, and more was expected, especially, again, almost because you almost had to felt like you had to really sell him on coming back to the program. And I get he was frustrated by what was going on, the ball not getting to him, et cetera. But, again, he's got, he's got to be, as one of the leaders on the team, he's got to rise above that. Yeah, and man, I just got I, the I, feeling I, that, that, uh, that he was looking for an out here and, and – you know, again, Kelly said he talked to him at the press conference. I heard the press conference today. We'll see how that works, but I'm with you. You cannot let one guy poison the team. Well, it, it, and it it makes absolute no sense. Uh, on the way to to uh, the presser today, I see a big uh, Kayshawn Butte uh, billboard on on I-10 going westbound, and on the way back eastbound, another Kayshawn Butte billboard making huge NIL money. Uh, everybody's saying he's uh, uh, probably the nation's number one college wide receiver prospect, possibly a top five pick in the NFL draft. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what, what, what's missing for him, but at some point, 
there's some things you had inherited from Orgeron, and uh, the last thing you need is any additional headaches if you're Kelly. And if it continues, um, uh, I, I hope he does what I think he would do, which I believe he would mm-hmm. do, and he would cut bait. You cannot let one player poison the entire the entire team. I agree with you. Now, with that said, he needs to step up and, and, and play up to his ability. He didn't help the quarterback any on on, 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 on Sunday night. Uh, and a lot of that, again, when they go in the film study, they'll see that. And, and that's going to be very, very evident. I do want to talk about Jaden Daniels because I thought early – Again, really took off to run, uh, you know, too quickly without the intention of throwing the ball downfield. I thought maybe that might have frustrated the wide receivers some. But he got better as the game went on. And when he became more patient, you saw the ability to get the ball out pretty pretty quickly. Uh, and then also, again, the defensive backs and the linebackers and even the, even the linemen, they have to respect that run. So, again, as they got into the second half and they were going tempo, you kind of got the feeling then, again, that he had – uh, you know, he had, he had kind of calmed down, and he was running the offense instead of, again, just him being the offense, running the football. Yeah, I um, the, the the defensive front with all those highly talented guys, because we know about Ali Gay, um, you know, I, I didn't see – I'd like to know what Jaquel and Roy graded out at. Of course, you lose Mason Smith. Uh, Wingo comes in and performs very well. B.J. Ojolari was the standout on defense and probably the only standout, maybe your second standout might be major burns. Um, Jay Ward had issues. Uh, Bernard Converse had issues. Um, you know, Mike Jones Jr. Had issues. I mean, there's a lot to get dialed in there and, um, we're going to see what happens there. Um, start rotating guys in, uh, you know, that, that's what that big stage does. It makes it so that you – the guys that you thought were your guys through scrimmages and fall camp, uh, it, you know, they show themselves. And if they're not your guy in prime time, then you find other guys that are. Talk but, about Jay Daniels' performance. I, but he also keeps saying things that tells me he's probably seen the movie Hoosiers a bunch of times like me where, you know, he, he does the whole Norman Dale thing and says, this is your team. This is our team. You know, uh, there's no Jimmy Chitwood in the stands. There are a whole slew of them <laughs> that can come in and be plugged into the team. Uh, he has what he has to work with, and until he has time to get recruits in and top recruiting classes, um, he's going to have to make a go of it. So you lose the opener to Florida State. Most people who had LSU at 8-4, and four, that was one they had as a win. So if you still want to get to 8-4, and four, he's now going to have to win – uh, 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 one that maybe you didn't think they were going to win. Sure. Uh, whether it's in Gainesville or or at Auburn uh, or at A and M, um, whatever it is, uh, you know. And you can't be losing to. You got to get Mississippi State. You've got to get that in the W column in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you want to see them make progress week to week. They made progress from the first half to the second half. Hopefully, that's going to continue against Southern this week and then on to Mississippi State uh, in, in two weeks. I, I did ask you about Jaden Daniels and, and his performance. I thought he got better throughout the game. Yeah, he did. He did. I I, I was just – man, the, the kid is such a gamer. Um, I mean, he was everything for the LSU offense. They're, they don't have a chance to push that thing to overtime uh, if it isn't for Jaden Daniels. And he's devastating when he takes off and runs. Um and for a guy who's uh, 185, 190 pounds, whatever he is, I know they list him at 200. Maybe he is. I, I, sometimes I'm a little skeptical of that. 
I do believe he has gained weight since he got to Louisiana. Um, but I, I, I think he's only going to get more confident with, with time. And again, you know, he needs some receivers to, to, to help him, and he's going to find out who's this guy and who aren't and who's, who's going to be the guy that's the sure thing on third and eight and who's not. I thought the rest of the receiving core outside of Boot, uh, Keyshawn Booty played well. I mean, I really yeah. did. I mean, Malik I mean, Neighbors performed very well receiver. It's unfortunate. Absolutely. Well, on punt returns, um, you know, it's like one of these things you do it one time, but when he does it twice, I think probably his psyche – I don't know who they put back there now. Is it uh, Sage Ryan, uh, the walk-on from uh, St. Aug? Um, I reached out to uh, Shane Savoie, the offensive coordinator at STM this morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, did, did Jack Besh ever have any issues fielding punts? Because I saw a whole lot of St. Thomas Moore cover Walker Howard over the years, and Jack Besh was as sure-handed as it got. And, yeah, you might give up the home run threat uh, of a Malik Neighbors, but – um, the most important thing is fielding it and, and giving your off, getting your offense out on the field and getting your defense uh, off the field and not right back out there. So um, I think they need to get Jack Besh involved uh, if, they don't, if they don't have somebody else that's sure-handed. I mean, I'd like to see neighbors have a chance to be able to, again, feel the punts in a Tiger Stadium. You know, those dome lights, if you, if you, if you haven't done it before, can, can be a problem. I thought on one of the, uh, one of the muffs that, again, the Florida State uh, defender was too close, and that should have been a penalty. Uh, no excuse, though. He dropped both. Uh, you know, again, uh, if, if he can't secure the, uh, the punt, then, again, he's not a punt returner. No matter, again, how dynamic he can be, he's got to secure the punt. I'd like to see again them give him another shot uh, in Tiger Stadium this week. But again, if it continues, they got to move on. Well, dome lights aren't the only problems in that dome. Let's talk about dome elevators, but that's, that's probably another show. <laughs> so you got caught, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been a 50 year problem. Uh, it's been a 50 year problem. Are you kidding me? Of the millions spent in that Superdome, to have mm. that elevator issue is asinine. Supposedly, with the new renovations, that's going to change. So we'll oh, see. Oh, yeah. Got to, got, to, got to give it a couple more years now. They're, oh, it's yeah. a work in progress. So hopefully that, that, that's going to change, no doubt about it. Um, o- overall, I mean, again, you know, just your thoughts. Because, again, look, I think that Florida State having a game obviously helped them. Okay, tackling I thought was a little bit shoddy at times with LSU. I thought they really didn't get their sea legs till late. I would like to see them play more of a tempo offense because I think that plays right in what Jaden Daniel does well. Uh, but just you, I mean, I, I think look, they could get better every week. But I think that again, LSU fan, the crazy one, uh, the crazy ones that are out there, they got to be a little patient here. You know, the, again, the social media tra- uh, diatribes and everything else that's going on right now. Uh, you know, at some point you just got to shake your head. Yep, and but you know, but it's also too. I, I you know, that, to me, it's like if you're an LSU football fan, you have to enjoy the building process. You have to be very, very honest about what he's dealing with personnel-wise. If you if you're an LSU fan that thought that every guy in the transfer portal that you got from low major and mid major programs were going to be uh, make your de- your defensive backfield look like DBU again. You are crazy. It, that, it just it, that's just there, there's no Patrick Petersons or Derek Stingleys or Tyron Matthews that LSU got in the portal. You know, you don't go to ULL and Oklahoma State and everywhere else and get Derek Stingley and Patrick Peterson. 
And I'm not saying I'm with you. You know, I'm not saying these guys are bad football players. No, I'm, and they but, could get better from week but, to but week. That, but but but, it, they, but but the transfer portal is really a stopgap measure. Agreed, agreed. And it does go both ways. And LSU was hurt by the transfer portal in some cases. We'll see again how that helps him. Again, just to plug some holes down the line when you have a really good team. But for right now, again, you you had to. You had to settle the ship here, okay? I mean, with everybody, you know, jumping ship on you. Um, I just think, again, patience is needed here because um, everybody, again, is talking about, you know, fire Kelly after one week. Please give me a break. Well, I, I will say my – I kind of, uh, you know, said, well, look, if Kelly's uh, content and, and likes uh, uh, what he's working with the DB, then maybe we uh, uncheck that box of the – uh, LSU worry list going into the season. So for two weeks, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, the biggest worry is 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 field goal kicking and special teams. And sure enough, uh, and what did I say last week on your show? With yep. all these tight games, games that are point spreads within three or four points or toss-up games, uh, field goal kicking is going to hurt LSU. And then what did it do? It did it week one. And um, – you know, like I said, look, I, I'd have to go back. Even as bad as things got in the Hallman years, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to remember what was even special teams bad back then. Maybe your return yeah. coverage units, but did you really have a problem with punting and field goal kicking back then? Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to go back and really look. Right. So it's really, I, was like, I mean, again, it, you're really spoiled by the last two two uh, place kickers. I mean, it just is. I mean, again, the. You know, two of the best to ever wear wear the uniform for them. They got to figure it out because, again, especially with a team like this, uh, you cannot give away games in the kicking game. You just can't do it when when the margin error is going to be very very thin. And look, there there could very well be a scenario, you know, where, uh, if, if, you know, where you, the one thing you could say about Ed Orgeron was, you know, maybe there was one uh, practice where they spent a, a, a considerable amount of time on special teams. And it was considerably more than what Kelly's done so far, and maybe that needs to be reevaluated. Certainly, when you're dealing with what you're dealing with right now, because that could cost you multiple football games. Yeah, I thought Mason Taylor played pretty well, uh, and he again he was he was um, he was being hyped up a lot by again media that that they got a chance to see some of practice. I, I am a little concerned about the lack of maybe a game breaker at the at the running back position. Um, maybe we'll see that when John Emery comes back. Well, Kane's yeah, but. But but even there, Eric, it's like, you know, we can say, well, they, the LSU just doesn't have a very good running back. Well, look at their number of carries. I mean, mm-hmm. Armani Goodwin with five carries. What right. running back can show that he's a game breaker when he only well, gets five carries? None can. If he if he would have had one run for twenty yards, his what his average would have been uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, we know had, King had seven carries. Goodwin had five, and, and John Williams had one. Of course, Daniels was the running game right. from the quarterback position. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Big one for Baton Rouge this weekend with Southern coming over to uh, to Tiger Stadium and playing. That's a huge game just for the for the, for the city itself. Uh, it's a big game for LSU, again, to, to get right uh, going into Mississippi State. Uh, again, uh, with, again, uh, the uh, conference uh, game starting in week three. I think this has an opportunity to be a huge thing for the city of Baton Rouge. Um you know, having been born and raised here and of my age, 
Um, did I think 30 years ago you'd ever see a game like this? No, indeed. And I think this has got a wonderful opportunity uh, to uh, not just on the football field, but be something overall good for the city of Baton Rouge. I can't wait to see the Southern Band at halftime. Yep. And um, hopefully there's a lot of very good, uh, fun tailgating uh, and, and, and all the other civic things that can be a positive that come out of this game this Saturday. Yeah, I think it's nothing but a positive for, for, for again, both Southern and LSU and Baton Rouge. I think, I think a lot of people are waiting for this. A lot of people have been waiting for this for a long time. And I think seeing it come to fruition this weekend, outside of the football game itself, just everything else that's going to be around, no, I, I again, think the game. Fe- it's going to be a very festive Southern supports their team and travels well. Yep, and they, they only got to go, what, eight miles? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time. Let the folks know about your fantastic site, how folks can subscribe, and everything that, that it entails. That's it. Go to tigerbait.com and definitely go uh, try us out for $1. Uh, our, 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 you'll love our premium product. And, of course, go to YouTube and follow us, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. We're loading up free content there, interviews every single day. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell. And follow me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. Check in with you next week. All right, Eric. Thank you. You got it. Yeah, it's gonna be a big weekend. I mean, again, you're talking about Southern going over to over to LSU playing. You're talking about two fan bases. You know, on that LSU campus. Mike brought it up again with the tailgating. That's gonna be great. You know, the banter back and forth. And then again, again for for the kids of Southern to have a chance to play in Tiger Stadium. Are you kidding me? Uh, and and you know the opportunity to be able to you know for the fans to be able to see the the, the human jukebox uh, in Tiger Stadium. I mean I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. And and again I think it goes back to Skip Bertman, like I said earlier. You know he wanted to play all the state schools. Uh, this is something that's been a long time coming, and and I'm glad to see it happen. And, I, and I'm sure that again it's going to be a celebratory weekend. Uh, in Baton Rouge with these two teams playing each other for the first time. I think it's the first time ever. I have to double-check that, though. Don't take that uh, as gospel. I don't know what you can take as gospel. Again, it is, again, the qualifications of my good friend Marty Scoggins and, of course, his suburban roofing and siding company. Uh, Their skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. And I mean all types of roofs. They'll even hand-nail your roof, which is a lost art. In in, uh, in in uh in roofing, look, roofers want to get in. They want to pop 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 with a hydraulic gun and get out. Okay, at at suburban roofing, they want to make sure they put a quality roof on your home or your business, so you don't have problems down the line. And if you do, because again, things happen right in construction, they're there to make it right, and that's the other part of it. Uh, suburban roofing is only one percent is only one of six percent of roofing contractors nationwide certified by the shingle manufacturer. When you say this stuff, what does that mean? Well, that means for you, the customer, you qualify for the manufacturer's extended warranty program. Again, that's just another plus of again having suburban roofing come out and repair. Uh, I'm sorry, replace your roof. Also, locally owned and operated, fully licensed, insured, been a member of the BBB. Check them out on the BBB. Always again, uh, top grades there. And they've been roofing, re-roofing South Louisiana, not just New Orleans, South Louisiana for two, over two decades, over 20 years. Uh, and, of course, uh, I've known Marty over 20 years, honest, reliable, stands behind all the suburban, suburban roofing's quality workmanship. And, you know, again, uh, I can't, I've said it before, coming out, and not just because we're friends or he's a client, okay, but he, does this, he did this from, for, for my brother. He did this, again, for uh, – he's done this for, for other clients as well. 
you know, having that problem with an insurance company where they don't want to um, they don't want to pay for the entire roof. They want to try to patch that roof. Pat, you know, try to get Marty went up with with the uh, uh, the the uh, inspector from the uh, insurance company, the, the adjuster. After us going through what two other adjusters where they didn't want to pay for the roof, Marty went up there, showed him the problems on the roof and why he needed to replace it and not repair it. And literally within ten minutes, again the guy's mind was changed, and, and ultimately again uh, the insurance company paid for the entire roof. Uh, it's his expertise, knowing again the, the language, and, and willing to be able to go that extra mile for you. Looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your roof. Those of you that are still suffering after multiple hurricanes and need a new roof are, again, those that, again, feel like it's time now to replace that roof. Maybe you replace it after Katrina. It's time to replace it now. Go with Southern. Uh, go, go with my friends over Suburban, uh, Suburban Roofing and Siding. Suburban Roofing and Siding. That's, again, 504-861-ROOF. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding. And that's 504-861-ROOF. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back and talk some Saints. Also going to touch on on Tulane and LSU uh, again as well. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher. Don't move. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. It's summertime. Just like reapplying sunscreen helps continue protection against the sun, a booster shot can help enhance protection against COVID-19 after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport. Also be mindful of delays that are solid 10 eastbound from Orleans to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, look out for delays right at Canal Boulevard. Also, if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, your delays are steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And in the meantime, look out for an accident Lafitte at North Broad. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. I want to thank uh, Matty Hudak for joining us in the first hour. Mike Scarborough uh, in the... Um, Second hour, uh, we'll talk a little Saints now. I just want to mention one thing. Again, the the uh, recall process for the recall of uh, Mayor Latoy Cantrell is ongoing. Nothing really to report over the weekend. Uh, again, I've said it before. Uh, you know, it was a really a, it was a wet weekend. You know, you had to really want to go out there and stand in line to be able to, to be able to sign this uh, uh, petition. We'll see how it kind of plays out. Look, uh, really interested to see when we get into some really uh, decent fall weather. And we, we, we know how the black community steps up here. Okay, we'll see. Look, we know that when it rains, people don't go to the polls. Let's just go stand out and, and again uh, on the sidewalk uh, to be able to sign this petition. So once the weather gets a little better, let's see how this thing goes. Again, you got until Ash Wednesday uh, to be, if you're an Orleans Parish uh, voter, to be able to sign the petition. And as I told someone the other day, it was that was uh, that was kind of uh, upset the fact that again that more 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 people in the black community didn't step up and sign a petition. Hey, uh, she's been screwing up weekly, okay, since uh, she took office. Give it time. It's not like again all of a sudden she's going to be, uh, you know, again a great mayor. She doesn't have the capacity to be that. So she'll continue to screw up, and people will continue to get angry. And hopefully, again, the, the black community will be angry enough that they feel like again we need new leadership because we absolutely do. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date on that as we go forward. But I want to talk about the Saints because it's game week for the Saints. And, of course, it is the hated Dirty Birds of Atlanta. Um, look, I am uh, New Orleanian through and through. Uh, the only thing, only thing I ever liked about Atlanta uh, was, again, a short period of time when Pistol Pete Maravich played for the Hawks. And even that was tough as a kid, okay? Uh, don't like anything Atlanta. Don't like Atlanta. Atlanta's a rival. That rivalry goes deep. And again, it's no different than uh, than this this week. And look, I've been in some openers, 62 to seven, where Atlanta thrashed the Saints. 
Uh, we've seen some games recently where, again, the Saints are coming off a bye and, and, and should, should, should kick the crap out of the Atlanta Falcons, and they don't. Uh, this is going to be huge, okay? Uh, coming out the, 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 um, the box with a win with a team that you should beat. There's no doubt. First of all, the good news. Um, Trevor Penning had surgery, uh, and it looks like it was a success. According to, again, the Saints, uh, it looks like he's going to be expected to be back early November. That is good news. I mentioned in the first hour. Hopefully they can stay healthy at the, at the tackle position and you're not dealing with uh, injuries throughout the season. But if you can come back early November, put him in a situation where, again, he's playing that third tackle, that tackle eligible position in the jumbo uh, package, let him get out there and, again, utilize his physical abilities as a dominant run blocker, and then, you know, let him, uh, let him continue to mature. He, was, he seemed to be a guy that catches on pretty fast. But, again, you can't really tell in preseason. It's fool's gold, right? You won't know until you're going up against dynamic pass rushes week in, week out. Uh, but, again, the good news is that hopefully he's a quick healer and then he'll have a chance to be able to, to get back early November. But this is a big opener, okay? Uh, again, on the road against a team that on paper the Saints should beat. Uh, it looks like Hurst, Thomas, Davenport uh, are all goes, possibly Werner. Hopefully he's back. Look, sitting out as long as he did during the preseason, you would hope he's going to be back for week one. Uh, I, I like this break between the final preseason game and the opener because it does give, again, teams a chance to heal, uh, especially, again, if you get a little nicks and bruises, again, in, in the preseason that, you know, you have a chance to really maybe come back. But the biggest question is going to be is, with the, is, is what, again, why, again, a lot of the national pundits don't believe in the Saints right now. Can uh, Jameis Winston pick up where he left off last season? protecting the football, making sound decisions. I think a lot of us believe he will, but we won't know until, again, it's game time and, and, and doing it without Peyton on the sidelines, right? Uh, the other part of it is, can the O-line be dominant? Uh, when the Saints under uh, Peyton and Breeze were at their best, they had a dominant offensive line. Now, a lot of that was helped out because Breeze got ball, rid of the ball very, very quickly. He made the pre-snap reads. He again made the pre-snap calls. So a lot of that was, again, uh, you know, Breeze did everything. Uh, it's different now. Again, you got McCoy making the calls now on the line. Winston obviously has to be able to get the ball out quickly uh, and be accurate. But, you know, has Ruiz grown? You know, can Pete and Hurst and even Ramshack now, again, because we, we know, again, that, that's, a, a, that's a, uh, an entry that, uh, you know, uh, may end up uh, lingering with him down the line here. Can they all stay healthy? I mean, that's legit questions now. You know, I mean, Ramshack was healthy up until last year. Uh, again, it seems like, again, from what I understand, this is the injury that's going to be lingering with him for the rest of his, his career. You know, can he stay healthy? As far as skill positions goes, especially after last year, are you kidding me? Kamara, a healthy Ingram now, uh, who's wearing his old 2022 jersey, by the way, that gives you a dynamic one-two one, punch. And let's face it, Kamara had a really good camp. Now let's see again how that's going to play out during, during the regular season. Uh, his ability to catch the ball in the backfield, running between the tackles, uh, even as a decoy, having him on the, on the field. And then, of course, the physical play when Mark Ingram is going running downhill. Again, uh, you know, that's a really good tandem, one-two tandem, one-two punch. The wide receiving core can be great, absolutely great. Uh, you got Thomas, Landry, Olave, Hardy, and, and Callaway coming off the bench. I mean, they could be literally great. Uh, and, they, and I think they play into what um, Winston does well. Okay, they can get deep. But also, again, let me say this. 
Uh, I think last year, and I've said this over and over again, I don't think Winston trusted his receivers to throw it in tight windows. In the past, he's, he's really trusted his arm to get the ball there. I don't think he trusted those guys to catch the ball. I think he's going to be uh, more apt to be able to throw the ball in tight windows with these receivers, which, again, now again, he's got to be accurate. But uh, those guys are, are going to fight for the ball. I like the tight end position. I've said it all offseason. I think Trotman's going to have a great year. I think you add Vanette now to the mix. He took a pay cut. He's your blocking uh, uh, tight end. you got that hybrid in Johnson, who, again, can get downfield like a wide receiver, but it's big and physical like a tight end. And then you got the jack-of-all-trades, Taysom Hill. So, again, I think, they're gonna be, I think that room's going to be a factor this year for this team. And then Lutz is back, man, okay? I mean, come on. Enough said. Uh, Gilligan, uh, again, is making uh, fans forget about Morstead. And Morstead was one of the greatest punters in Saints history, okay? And Hardy is a weapon as a returner. The special teams have been really good, okay, since Sean Payton made a concerted effort to be able to bring guys in that play special teams well. I, I got a feeling that's going to definitely continue. The defense, again, despite, again, the loss of CJGJ, I think is going to be outstanding. But they got to prove it on the field. Uh, look, they're going to face a more, a more option-type offense this week, uh, which means you got to stay in your lane. you got to trust your teammates. Uh, but also, again, it, it also means that, again, uh, uh, you got to be dominant up front. Uh, can this defensive line stay healthy? Because if they can stay healthy, I think they can be dominant. Okay, I really do. I mean, you look at Davenport, uh, you look at Turner, uh, Anyamata inside, Cam Jordan. I mean, go right down the line, you know, uh, you know, from defensive ends to defensive tackles. But it starts with, again, stopping the run. The ability to be able to stop the run with this team. That's where, the, again, uh, the, the defense where the rubber hits the road because that opens up everything else, okay? Uh, they've been the last few years, they've been one of the best uh, run-stopping teams in the NFL. They have the pass rushers, okay? They have the pass rushers. There's no doubt about it. But, again, they're going to have to do this by getting to the, to the quarterback in a lot of cases with four down linemen. Look, I... The, line, the linebacking core depth is, is not outstanding. But when you look at Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Um, Werner, if he could stay healthy, we think he could take the next step and he could be a force. The secondary is deep, okay, and talented. Uh, they got shut down corners in Latta, and Lattimore and a depot, right? Both guys are shut down corners. That's a luxury for teams. That have, well, where are you going to throw the ball with both of those guys, right? Uh, Roby moves into Gardner-Johnson's spot. Maybe P.J. Williams might, might share that again on, on some downs. Uh, when you look at the nickel, the safeties are outstanding. Uh, Matthew, uh, of course, uh, May, and Evans. Evans coming on him a really good camp. He's got that uh, range from sideline to sidelines that Williams had. Both, again, uh, Matthew and May are interchangeable in terms of inside and outside. So that's an advantage there in terms of disguising what you're doing on the defense, maybe more than we've seen in the past. But let me say this. It's a new era without Peyton on the sidelines, okay? Let's not downplay this, okay? This is a team that he built, okay? And not having his voice is going to be missed. But it's time to find out, what, again, whether Oakland was a fluke or not. And if Dennis Allen, who inherits, again, a playoff contending team with a talented roster, uh, who's been a kind of kinder, gentler version as a head coach, let's see how the team plays for him. Because that's what it's going to come down to. Oh, they're going to play for him. Co-defensive coordinators, we'll see how that works with Allen calling the plays on game day, also having to be the head coach. That may be a little much early, but we'll see how it plays out. I think Carmichael has a chance to be able to show, again, the type of OC he is, to step out of the shadow of, of, of Sean Payton here. And I'm, I'm interested to see how the offense is going to look like. I'm hoping it's going to be dynamic, up-tempo, and attacking. Shock and awe. Bring it back, baby. 
Okay, bring it back. I want to see some long bombs again. With, with That's Jameis's forte to some of those receivers. And then, of course, I mentioned the special teams. Look, Rizzi's one of the best special team coaches out there. Uh, and, and when you look at it, uh, the, the teams, his special teams are reflected it. So there's no reason to believe that, again, with good health, they won't be a factor as well. I like this team, man. I told you this before. I like this team to win at least 10 games. I think they're going to be in a hunt for the division crown. I think they're going to be a playoff team. And I think they're lucky with injuries. And Winston plays at a high level. I think, again, who knows how far they can go, especially in the NFC. AFC, if they were in the AFC, you might, might not be as, again, optimistic. But they're in the NFC. And I think you're going to be optimistic in the NFC. But you've got to get this one. You've got to win the ones you're supposed to win. And you're supposed to beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Hopefully they get that done on, on Sunday. Uh, in, in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz st- Stadium. All right, don't forget about uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You need an AC? Uh, think Burkhardt. Authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Also, if your AC breaks down, I don't care if it's commercial, industrial, or residential, uh, they got you covered. Crews that are, again, experts in all types of, uh, of ACs and will get in there and take care of you, get you up and running. Truly a company you trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Promise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service, independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe opened 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. When a nasty cold keeps you up all night, Vicks NyQuil Severe gives you powerful relief from your worst cold and flu symptoms. 
which changes a night that sounds like this <coughs> into a night that sounds more like this. Ah, that's better. NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. I got Park Hill and West Valley covered on Tuesday. At Merida's pool service, the current staffing plan doesn't hold water. Three more neighborhood pools on the same day. She needs more pool technicians to dive into work head first. That's awesome, but uh, now we're shorthanded. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Business owners, let's be honest. We all have competition. Running Boards Marketing can help you stand out with our giant LED mobile billboard trucks, where we drive eye-catching ads that are impossible to miss. Digital mobile billboard ads are two times more effective than traditional billboards and offer a 97% recall rate. Visit us online at runningboardsmarketing.com and click on Learn More to grab your one-time promotional offer today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com. We'll drive your message to where the people are. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Matty Hudak, also um, Mike Scarborough for joining us on the program. Remember, the podcast will be about 20 minutes after the show ends. You will catch anything that you missed today. also want to thank Rudy Back in Studio Producing. All the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor. Sponsor our program. Just click on the icon of the sponsor. Take you right to their website. Everything you know about the sponsor is right there at ericasher.com. Also, thank you so much for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for the sponsor supporting our program. All right, coming up next is Jude Young with All Access. Let's keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Don't forget, Juan K joins me in the award-winning Inside the World Sports this week. And tomorrow, of course, it is Katie's Day on Wednesday. That means Scott Craig and Sean Vazan will be in the house. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Eric Cash. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog kid to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. I want Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios.